The Underwater Kaiju from Outer Space Podcast. Created from an atomic fireball hurled from outer space. The Underwater Kaiju from Outer Space Podcast. Threatens man's very existence on Earth. Underwater Kaiju from Outer Space Podcast. Battles Godzilla, Mothra, and Rodan for mastery of the world. Men quake before the terror of their unleashed fury. All new, all never to be forgotten. A new high in visions from Monsterland. Hello everyone, welcome to this bonus episode of Underwater Kaiju from Outer Space. Uh, we are here to take a look at the Criterion 1954-1975 uh, Showa Godzilla collection. And joining me is Mr. Venom. Greetings and salutations, listeners. How you doing, Jerry? Pretty good. And joining us is Don. Screen everyone. Derek is uh, at a family event, getting drunk, having a good old time. So uh, much love to him. He's enjoying some family time. And I'm sure we will hear his response to all of this kind of stuff uh, on the next episode of Underwater Kaiju from Outer Space. But we kind of wanted to just do a quick little overview of this Criterion announcement. So we're going to jump right into that. Uh, well, actually, before we announce this, uh, we've kind of been talking about the rumors of this coming for a while now. So when it finally dropped, everyone went apeshit. Uh, the funniest people were the people that were like, I don't understand why the Ingman Birdman collection is not Spine 1000. <laughs> Which I was just like, because Godzilla movies make more money. Bitch. Yeah. Uh, no, because I, Godzilla actually make good movies. Yeah, they're entertaining. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it, it was just kind of funny, the reaction. Um for a lot of us who had been in the know, we've just been waiting for them to finally announce it so we can know how much money we're going to lose. Um, <laughs> but they finally did. So from we're, this is directly from Criterion's website. Uh, high definition digital transfers of all 15 Godzilla films made between 1954 and 1975 released together for the first time with uncompressed monor... What the fuck is that word? Monorail. That sounds like an Ultraman monster. Uh, yeah, monorail soundtracks. High definition digital transfers of Godzilla King of the Monsters, the 1956 US re release version of Godzilla, and the 1962 Japanese release version of King Kong versus Godzilla. The important part about that is it's listing a as a bonus, you're getting the Americanized Godzilla uh, King of the Monsters. And as a bonus, you're getting the Japanese release version of King Kong versus Godzilla, the original version. And the important reason why it's bringing that up here now is, what A, it's never had a release in America. So this is a, a fucking gigantic thing for a lot of people who have never seen the original version because the original version and the Americanized version are very different. Have either mm -hmm. one of y'all seen the Japanese version? Yeah, I've seen parts. I've seen exactly what was cut out. I haven't seen it edited together in the final form, but I've seen every single piece that was cut out. There was a YouTube video from 2007 or 8 that had all of the missing scenes with subtitles on there, but that lasted about a day before Toho lawyers nuked it, but luckily I had a keen enough fingers to take it on before they did that. So <laughs> I've, I, know what's, I know what was taken out, but I've never seen it edited back into the final film. I myself have never seen it. Period. Okay, uh, no. you'll 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 like it. It's very good. It's uh, it's a shot at uh, media and consumerism. So it's kind of like the Godzilla Dawn of the Dead. Nice. Um, <laughs> yeah. 
So as we continue, audio commentaries from 2011 on Godzilla and Godzilla King of the Monster featuring film historian David Collat. David Collat wrote uh, the – what did he write? I have it over there. Uh, the complete uh, filmography or a critical discussion of uh, to- of the Toho Godzilla filmography. I can't remember the book's fucking name. But it is a good book, and uh, I do enjoy the commentaries he's done. Uh, he did one commentary for one of the Godzilla movies from the classic media box set, and uh, he did the commentary that was on the Criterion solo Godzilla release. So as we continue, international English language dub tracks for Invasion of Astro Monsters, Son of Godzilla, Destroy All Monsters, Godzilla vs. Megalon, Godzilla vs. Megalon, and Terra Mechagodzilla. This is important because these are the international dubs. These are what Toho themselves created to help sell the market to an English-speaking country. Sorry, something fucking caught in my throat as I was talking about that. So these are not the Americanized uh, Godzilla dubs that most of us are, are no. These are not re-edited versions or anything like that. They are just a straight dub that doesn't worry as much about, like, words-to-mouth connection. They don't don't really care about that. Um, But the most important about that is uh, why there's not some English dubs for all these other movies and why they didn't get the other versions, but we'll go into that later. Director's Guild of Japan interview with director Ishiro Honda, conducted by director Yoshimitsu Bano in 1990. Bano directed Godzilla vs. Adora. Uh, programs detailing the creation of Godzilla special effects and unused special effects sequences from Toho releases, including Destroy All Monsters. New interview with filmmaker Alex Koch about his admiration for the show era Godzilla films. New and archival... Archival? <laughs> Archival <laughs> interviews with cast crew members, including actors Ben Ferrua, which he had a, like a small like cameo kind of thing in like Ghidorah, the three-headed monster, but he wasn't really in much, so I'm not sure why he's there. Uh, Tusku Toshi Kamada, Haru Nakajima, uh, and Akira Takarada, plus composer Akira Afukube and a special effects technician Yoshio Ire and Ezio Kaimai. There is someone getting seriously pissed off at how I'm pronouncing these names. If I uh, would have had the team list in front of me, I would have read that entire thing for oh you. Oh, yeah, I should have I should have sent it to you. Uh, interview with uh, <laughs> critic Taudao Sato from 2011. Illustrated audio essay from 2011 about the real-life tragedy that inspired Godzilla. Uh, New English subtitle translations, trailers... Plus, a lavishly illustrated deluxe hardcover book featuring an essay by cinema historian Steve Rifle, who I absolutely love. Notes on the films uh, by cinema story Ed Gatsu... God, I always fuck up his name. Gatsu Chesky. Yes. Gatsuchesky. Uh, who I also love. And new illustrations by author Adams, Sophie Campbell, Becky Cooligan, George Cohello. Okay, a bunch of fucking artists that I don't know. Um... So this is spine number one thousand and includes here we here's all the the movies uh, well the original fifteen Godzilla Godzilla Rays Against King Kong versus Godzilla Mothra versus Godzilla Ghidorah the Three Headed Monster Invasion of Astro Monster Ibra Horror of the Deep Son of Godzilla Destroy All Monsters All Monsters Attack Godzilla versus the Door Godzilla versus Gigan Godzilla versus Megalon Godzilla versus Mega Godzilla and Terra of Mecha Godzilla and I apparently forgot to turn my phone down. So that was a podcast notification. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, we're getting high-definition digital transfers of all 15 Godzilla films made between 1954 and 1975. Um, and I have some information uh, that I want to pull up. Uh, where is... Okay, so this is from a guy named uh, Pete Sherman. Uh, he posted this in one of the Godzilla groups, uh, and I want to read it. Hello all, I took the liberty of writing Criterion to get the inside scoop on the show release on Blu-ray. Those speculated, here's the word on the transfers right from John Mulvaney of Criterion. All 15 of the main feature films, as well as the bonus film Godzilla King of the Monsters, have had some light restoration done on RN. Aside from the 1954 Godzilla, all other 14 movies are pre-existing HD transfers from Toho and Universal. The universal part, I'm assuming, is for uh, King Kong vs. Godzilla. The Japanese release version 
King Kong vs. Godzilla is being presented as a supplemental feature as received from a pre-existing Toho HD Digital Master. Um, the reason I bring this up is because we a lot of people were wondering, are these the new 4K restoration scans? Or are these just the uh, standard HD prints that they had before? Um, and from what it seems, these are the standard HD releases and not the new 4K scans. Well, weren't the 4K scans, are they even finished yet? Or are they still not all of them. doing them? Not all of them, but that's, a good chunk yeah, That's of what them. I figured, yeah. But I, I, I would have felt like Toho would have at least given us the fucking uh, ones that already existed, but apparently they are hoarding those for themselves. Yeah, I would imagine that would be a Japan-only release. Yeah, which sucks because they don't put English subtitles on their fucking Blu-rays. I also have a thing from August Ramon I want to read. Um, August Ramon, if you're not following him, he is the he is the go-to man to follow uh, when it comes to breaking information and getting accurate information that has been fact-checked. So uh, he said, yes, it's officially, it's totally official. Godzilla show air 1954 through 1975. The Criterion Collection dropped their emails earlier today announcing their Monster Spine 1000. All new HD transfers of all 15 Japanese release versions on 8 Blu-ray disc. Uh, this was announced before we got that other information. Now we know they are pre-existing HD transfers with minor touch-ups. But technically they're new to America. Um... All new HD transfers of all 15 Japanese release versions on 8 Blu-ray disc. I am slightly worried about that, but if they're using like the 50 gigs, we should be good. The 50 gig disc. Because uh, I worry about compression. Uh, with new English subtitles transitions, including the Japanese version of King Kong vs. Godzilla for the first time, plus the U.S. cuts of Godzilla King of the Monsters and King Kong vs. Godzilla. Those are the only two Americanized versions we are getting. So you are not getting AIP dubs. You are not getting teacher studio dubs. Uh, you're, those are the only two movies you're getting. All the other ones, nope. Besides these two U.S. versions, none of the other original U.S. cuts seem to be included. This is unfortunate since the U.S. cut of Mothra vs. Godzilla, as Godzilla vs. The Thing, isn't listed, which contains the U.S. version only frontier, frontier missile sequence. Invasion of Astro Monsters features the same dub as Monster Zero, but a slightly longer cut of the U.S. release. Looks like we're stuck with the awful Frontier Enterprises dubs of Son of Godzilla and Destroy All Monsters. Oddly enough, the Frontier dub of Ibra isn't included, which is what I was talking about earlier when I said it was a little weird. I don't know if it's because of um, something for licensing with uh, Ebra Horror of the Deep that Kraken put out, or if this is something with Toho, because Toho is so weird with their fucking announcements, I could see them screwing a lot of stuff up to make it where it can't go. Um, so we continue. While there's no mention of the Axis International English dubs, of Hedorah of Gigan, once again, two international dubs that we could have on there that we don't. Um, Criterion lists Axis English dubs for Godzilla vs. Megalon, Godzilla vs. Megagodzilla, and Terra Megagodzilla. The latter three dubs were used for the initial U.S. theatrical releases by Cinema Shares and Bob Kahn Enterprises, previously issued on DVD by Media Blaster, Sony Pictures Home Entertainment, and Classic Media. All the special features from the initial Criterion Godzilla's set of the 1954 and 1956 versions, Spine number 594, are included as well as new material. In 19... Uh, let's see, does he go into anything else that actually fucking matters? Um, that's talking about the package design. I'm not going to worry about that. Um, okay, so now let's go into the price. The suggested retail price is $224.95. Criterion, at least on the first couple of days of announcement, they had it listed at $179.96, and I have seen it on other websites as low as $156. Um, I pre-ordered it through Amazon, so whatever the lowest it goes through Amazon is what I will get it for. Um, how do y'all feel about the, the price range of, you know, 180 to, you know, 225 Venom? As long as I'm getting enough new content, I, I really don't mind paying, you know, whatever they see as fair. Um, 
obviously once we start talking more about special features and what new special features we're getting on this that's going to dictate whether i decide to get this or not i have not pre-ordered it i'm still on the fence um you know, even though I don't have kids and I have a good job and I have dispensable income, I'm still a little frugal in my old age. So, I mean, I'm, I'm not really going to willingly throw away 200 bucks for a box set of 15 movies where I already own, you know, 11 or 12 of them. So if they offer me enough content, $200 is not a problem, it, it, you know. Um, the packaging, eh, I we'll, mean, get, we'll, get, we'll into get into it a little into bit more. Yeah, exactly. The covers and the packaging right as of right now are not selling me but as far as just what we've discussed so far um i haven't heard anything that makes me rush out and you know grab my checkbook quite yet uh what about you don as someone that has to think twice about buying an extra pack of gum at the grocery market i'm holding (laughs) off on this okay fair enough i do want to point out that um depending on if you look at this as 15 movies or 17 movies because technically there are two Americanized versions, um, mm-hmm. and I do I so, but even at fifteen at two hundred and twenty five dollars, you're looking at paying fifteen dollars per movie. Um, that's not that bad if you consider it seventeen movies, then you're down to like thirteen fifty. Um, I don't think the price is bad for someone who wants the watch the original Japanese versions in high definition Blu-rays. I wish it was the 4K scans, but what are you going to do? Now, when it comes to the bonus features, I'm giving it a thumbs down. Um, I don't really care for interviews. I like commentaries. Mm-hmm. I If they would have put a commentary to every movie on this, I would have been fucking excited. But they didn't. Um, and the fact that we're not getting inter- the international dubs for ones that we know have Toho made international dubs... That's also very depressing. Um, and not having Americanized versions of some of these movies that should have it, like Godzilla versus a thing, is also very depressing. I'll buy Especially it anyway. Especially when that's a better version of the movie. Exactly. Yeah. Like it, oh, it, it bothers me a lot that we're not getting... We're not getting a complete version of it. And um, let's be honest, it's most likely Toho's fault. There's a good chance that just some of the... Uh, stuff was harder to track down, which I, I kind of like, mm, I, I disagree because you bought the rights off classic media and they had the proper Americanized version. So I don't understand why you don't have it for a lot of these, uh, especially Godzilla versus the thing. Yeah. Especially since all, all of those had commentary tracks as well. Exactly. Why are those commentary tracks not on there? Like, I, and I'm sure it's some issue with rights that I don't know and don't understand. I always will maintain that I can bitch as much as I want, but I don't understand how the rights work. They might have bought the rights to the movies, but not the special features. And that's an important thing to look at. Uh, Which is stupid. If, it's, if a feature was made for a movie, then that should be legally bound to the movie going forward. Yeah, unfortunately it doesn't because someone had to pay. Someone created that special feature for that DVD release. And to them, why would they if they lose the rights to that to put out that movie and someone else picks up the rights, why would they give their product that they made to another company to make their version that they will see no money off of? I get the licensing licensing of it. Uh it sucks, but I, I do understand it. I so I don't well I I agree with you in the fact that I wish that's the way it was. I will say that's just not the way it is in real in the real world. So unfortunately, we will have to go back to daydreaming. Uh, so, <laughs> um, I I don't know. I feel like the release is it's good. It's not as good as I would want it to be. But let's be honest, as Godzilla fans, have the releases ever been as good as we want them to be? <laughs> like that's why you have to go out and look up like. Red Menace uh, and his reconstructions of HD versions of Americanized versions of these movies uh, and download those, get them while they're still floating around on the internet because it's really, really the way to go. So I know, okay, so I've pre-ordered it. Uh, Don bought a pack of gum instead and (laughs) Venom is kind of waiting to see. Now Venom, I don't think they're going to announce any more special features. I think what we've said is on this show is what we're getting. You're getting half, 
not even really half of them will have international dubs. You're only getting two Americanized versions, but you are getting 15 original Japanese versions on Blu-ray. Right. Um, I mean, it's not a terrible box set. It's really not. But as far as far as I'm concerned, the only time that I really like to upgrade um, content that I already have would be if the audio or video is uh, quality is getting better. So if you tell me that they're working on 4K transfers for the Toho releases, I I would probably be more apt to just no, wait for those. You, but they're not. They're never going to come to America. That's fine. I, I I've got I've got an all region player. No 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 no. Japan Toho Japanese Blu-rays do not have English subtitles. That's fine. So you would it, watch like, the like movie I don't know what not... they're saying at this point. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know that. Is, to I can't watch something that doesn't at least have English subtitles. I have to know what's. I, I want to know what's going on, even if I've seen the movie a million times. I still want it to be there. Sure. Like otherwise, Some I would just person. edit all the the fight scenes together and just watch a fucking sizzle reel which is not a bad idea oh no it's not terrible but i mean for me worse comes to worse i'll just download the uh the subtitle track only and just play it like on my ipad while i'm playing the blu-ray on my television i've done it before for like uh german and uh other japanese horror films hard to find stuff but yeah you know, it's a hassle, but I, I I can do it. Like I said, I'm 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 a sound and video guy. So I mean, if the video quality of the, is there, if you're gonna give me a 4K version of Destroy All Monsters and it doesn't have English subtitles, I'm still gonna buy it. So gotcha. Yeah. Well, um, well, yeah, I can see that, and I, and I may eventually. And actually, you don't need a region free player for Japanese Blu-rays because they're all region A. Uh. So if you're out there and you want to import Japanese Godzilla movies on Blu-ray, you can. Not DVD, but Blu-ray you can. So good news. Um, yeah, it's it's a must-buy for me just because with Criterion, I have a higher hope that they did a bigger license and will do a bigger print run than most other companies when it comes to Godzilla movies because a lot of them, when they go out of print – they go out of print fast, and they shoot up in price real fast. Looking at you, Godzilla versus Biollante. Um, and yeah, sure, bring that up again. Yeah, uh, Don, you fucked up. Uh, <laughs> and also things like uh, the Godzilla versus Megalon debacle, where mm. they present, they created a commentary track, they created a special feature, uh, and all this stuff, and then Toho at the last minute was like, "You can't do that." And it got released bare bones instead on DVD and Blu-ray. But the first print run of DVD, or not the first print run, but one of the first print runs from a certain factory used the wrong master and ended up putting out a version that had the special features. So you can't actually find that out on DVD. Um, But Toho is notorious for not letting the Americans get away with certain releases. And I think it's... it's twofold. One is they don't trust Americans uh, after Godzilla 1998. Uh, but <laughs> B, uh, there were a lot of companies that released Godzilla versus Megalon all willy-nilly thinking it was public domain. And I think that that's always kind of bit Toho in the ass, and they've always been kind of angry about it. <laughs> so, uh, but uh, does anyone have anything else they want to say about the actual Blu-ray release? Uh, not, my piece. not really. I mean, I think I think it's still a good purchase if you don't have most of these movies and you're as diehard a fan as any of us here are. Um, but ultimately, if you already own these, I, I just don't see other than the nice new packaging uh, and the fact that it's a Criterion release. Uh, I don't really see the allure of spending the 200 bucks right now. Mm, yeah. Well, good segue. Oh, I mean, they could always wait for one of the 50% off, uh, criterion sales that happen yes. like twice a year, get it for, you know, hopefully around like 75 or that'd be, 100, that'd be whatever much it is. Better. Um, yep. but speaking of packaging, let's take a look at this packaging because, um, I got a lot to say. I want to say this. First of all, I'm not disrespecting the artists. They all did fantastic work. I'm just saying it doesn't fit. Uh, not only Criterion, but it doesn't fit Showa Godzilla. So let's take a look at this cover. 
which looks like a giant book, which worries me because I'm like, how am I going to fit this on any fucking of my Blu-ray shelves? <laughs> You're not. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. And I don't like that. It also looks like the Blu-rays are not, they're like in sleeves. Uh, yeah. I hate this. I'm a, I hate my alien Blu-ray box set is like this. I fucking hate it when they do this. I do not want to constantly pull out uh, the Blu-rays on sleeves. I understand Blu-rays are not as fragile as DVDs, mm-hmm. but it's not it's not a good look. Are they definitely sleeves? Like, are you seeing it? Because I haven't seen any. Um... Every no, yeah, no one's seen anything official, but that's what everyone believes. But I don't right. know yet because we've only seen the front cover of the book and an opening to the middle cover of the book. Right, right. That's what I'm looking at, too. Yeah. yeah. So the front cover of the book has a Heisei Godzilla design done in almost a 90s Trend Master uh, Godzilla packaging, Godzilla toy packaging design uh, <laughs> on a pink background, which... I did, yeah. <sighs> what is this going for? Is this going for, like, 50s, 60s uh, comic book pop? It almost seems like it's going for like 60s um, kind of pop art style. Yeah. Um, what's that guy's name? Peter Max. Almost like Peter Max. Not quite because his, his stuff was a lot more bubbly and curvy than what I'm looking at here. But with the, the pink background and the blue flame coming out of his mouth. Yeah, just I don't know. It, it does look very pop art, though. Yeah, and then the inside of the book, they they show a picture of once again a Heisei Godzilla destroying what looks to be a weird futuristic all white building city <laughs> uh, on fire with helicopters and airplanes shooting space rays and laser blast on a once again pink background. Um, the the buildings actually look like. Um, the uh, arcade candy cabs that you see in a lot of Japanese arcades. They which, look like the buildings from the Jetsons. Yes, they do. <laughs> um, so I, I'm not a fan of this front cover. So um, we move on to Godzilla Raids again, which they didn't show a cover for Godzilla 1954 slash Godzilla King of the Monsters. Are they using the previous existing one from? Oh, no, I'm looking at one. It's the black and yellow cover. You don't have it? No, yeah, I, it, I didn't... it even says it even says 1954 Criterion. It's not the cover of the one that I have because I have the Criterion, the single release. This is a a different one. It says Godzilla in pink on a yellow spine on the right side of the picture. It's got the Criterion logo on the top left, and it's Godzilla chewing on the train well, in all yellow. Okay, so that's one I missed. I'll have to try okay. to go back and look at that. Um. Because it did show up in the post where I took all my scans from. <laughs> um, so I'll have to go back to that. But uh, Godzilla Raids Again uh, has what looks like a... They, the, the suit for Godzilla kind of looks like it has the eyebrows from Godzilla vs. Mothra. Um, oh, oh ooh, he just sent me the, the link. Oh, don't give me yeah. the damn link. What are you doing? Oh, there we go. Let me pull this up real quick. And we'll take a look at the... Uh, yeah, they're all listed chronologically in that thing that I, I sent you. Okay. Okay, I actually kind of like the cover for original Godzilla. It's a bit more... I don't like the pink eyes, but I do like yeah. the black and yellow. Yeah, it's not bad. It's kind of cool. One. It looks like a monster. I'm fine with that. Um, Godzilla raids again. Like I said, GMK eyes with Mothra eyebrows. Um, I'm not sure. It's not bad. Uh, it just makes them look like evil zombie monsters, which I don't. I'm not really a fan of. Yeah, that's true. No, you're right. <laughs> um, King Kong versus Godzilla's is very stylized pink landscape with a King Kong throwing Godzilla by his tail over his head. Um, the Godzilla looks a little too dinosaurish. For it looks a little T Rexy to me. A little bit. I'm just wondering if this if this is supposed to represent a Toho release, why the hell are you showing King Kong having the upper hand? I I, I don't know if I like this cover. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I it don't. basically shows Godzilla just getting bitched. Yeah, <laughs> it's not I'm not cool. a fan. Um, Mothra versus Asi- Godzilla. Wait, what was that? I was gonna say aside from the pink background, but yeah, it seems to be the theme with a lot of these. Yeah, uh, Mothra versus Godzilla. 
I like, but I like why are we using a Millennium Godzilla with fucking what? Are, what are they doing to Godzilla's eyes? I have no idea. Like they Mothra really, looks really great. Like yeah, Mothra looks fine. Um, I like how the Criterion C kind of fits in her wing. Yeah, uh, but once again, a Millennium Godzilla, and they're doing something weird with its eyes. Yeah, they even made the spots on uh, Mothra pink. <laughs> There's a lot of pink. Yeah. Um, okay. Ghidorah the Three-Headed Monster. This is my favorite. Uh, I, I, I know. I feeling I'm going to be in the minority, but... Um, I know I, what I, they're going for. I just yes. don't like it. I am, I am a tattoo enthusiast for anybody who knows me. My arms are basically covered. And this picture is in a very traditional... Uh, Japanese traditional style um of the tattooing and and artwork so when i see this i instantly think of like shogun era japan and like foo dogs and things like that or faux dogs however it's pronounced and and i just i love that style of artwork so for me i dig this one i will fully admit it seems out of place just to, to have this one japanese traditional picture amongst these you know other uh, style that, that are more realistic looking but uh but yeah, for whatever it's worth, I'm sure I'm going to be in the minority on this one, but I love this picture. Yeah, I just don't like how Godzilla looks. I like Ghidorah's fine, mm -hmm. but Godzilla looks like I don't fucking know what they were trying to go for. <laughs> um, oh, Lord, Invasion of Astro Monster. Um, oh, God. I, I want to slap the person who made the decision to use this one. Yeah, like the dance scene is not a popular scene for a lot of Godzilla fans. Um, speak for yourself when we cover it oh <laughs> shit um nice. i'm not a, I, I don't i think Ghidorah looks bad i think rodan looks fine i like the spaceships i, I do yeah. like the back the pink background in this one but i i'm not a fan of goofy godzilla dance yeah the fact that the background actually is layered with pink and then purple and then the deep blue on top just makes it look like it's sunset so here the pink is acceptable absolutely yeah even though this takes place on a fucking planet where the really sh there should just be black space as a background, but That's whatever. <laughs> uh, okay. Ever horror of the deep. Um, I really like the whole black and yellow thing. Yeah. And so I, I actually really like this cover. I think this cover is, is pretty good. Uh, I even wish there was a little, a little cut out. Yeah. I wish there was a little more Abora, uh, Abira in this one. Yeah, but, I agree. Uh, I don't like the cutout around Mothra. It looks weird to me. It looks like... Oh, that is odd. Yeah, like it's glowing or something. Yeah, it looks like they cut out they cut out a picture and taped it on the on the background instead of drawing it on there. Yes. So, not a fan. But I, I do actually think this is one of the better ones. Mm -hmm. uh, let's go to the... Uh. <laughs> maybe worst of the ones. The Son of Godzilla cover has Godzilla walking away so you only see like his back half and you see Manila on his tail but Manila looks like a goddamn fucking ghoulie. He looks he like does. he's on his way to college. <laughs> for, for in other words to oh I was gonna say quote Derek it looks like a ghoulie fucked, fucked Manila. Yeah there you go. Yeah it looks it looks almost monkey like in the face. It looks yeah. like it looks yeah, like it looks like a ghoulie fucked E.T. Yeah, and and apparently one of the um, fucking apes from Planet of the Apes was jacking off in the corner and got a little mixed in. Oh my god! Uh, it, it's just, awful. it just bothers me that the focus of this picture is Godzilla's ass. Yeah, like, I do. Center. Ah, I do it's... like the uh, red shading though. Yes, again, th that works here. Yeah, but yeah, I... no, this is fucking awful. I I don't like this at all. Nope. Um. Okay. Destroy all monsters. This one goes for kind of a cute chibi effect, uh, which I like. It's fine. It's okay. Uh, but Venom, take a close look right at Godzilla's face. Does he yes. not look like Godzilla uh, Jr. from the 90s Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla 2? Oh, my God. Yeah, I didn't notice that until you said it. But, yeah, you're right. Like, I'm glad Varen made a cover. Fuck yeah, Varen. Yeah. Uh, I'm a diehard Varen fan, so I was super excited for that. But um, this one's okay. I'm I'm not super crazy about it, but because Varen's on it, I think it's dope. Yeah. 
I mean, this one, again, it's not quite as Japanese traditional as uh, Sea Monster, but... Uh, excuse me, as uh, as the... Oh, what was it? God damn it, I forgot already. Oh, um, Ghidorah. As Ghidorah, yeah. Um, it's definitely not as Japanese traditional. This one, actually, with the, with the pink kind of shooting background, almost gives it like a kawaii look to it. Um, you know, almost kind of cutesy. Yeah. Uh, but I'm, you know, again, it's Jap, it's Japan. Uh, Godzilla is such a staple of Japanese pop culture that it makes sense. So I don't necessarily hate this one, but I'm not a big fan. Yeah. Uh, next we have All Monsters Attack, where we move more into the pink and yellow. Uh, and this okay. one is, uh, look at everyone's crotch. Ah, yeah. I don't. Yeah, low angle shot. I don't. Yeah, get it. I don't like the way Godzilla looks. I I don't know why they made Manila so fucking fat yes he is um, bottom heavy <laughs> and i hate this movie this is like the only show a movie i i don't fucking like so mm-hmm. i could care less <laughs> uh next we move into godzilla versus hedora uh this one's not too bad I, it, yeah. it's okay uh it doesn't look like problem with this one to me is it just doesn't look like the high quality that i would expect i understand I don't this like is the... a stylized version but sure sure i don't well, like the it... color palette that they used here well, for me is that it well for me it looks like they have the 2001 godzilla design yeah uh, um, the gmk where godzilla is kind of dinosaur-y sure yeah. sure i'm just wondering why godzilla is firing a, a fire extinguisher at hedora is is Hedora on fire? Yeah, and why isn't Hedora like? Why is he this weird like clay color? Yeah, the co- that's what I mean about the color palette choices on this one. I don't like it. it. It's all blue. It's different shades of blue and yellow with some whites and grays thrown in. But uh, I don't know. It doesn't really make a lot of sense to me. Yeah, um, we move on to Godzilla versus Gigan, which would have been fucking great, except for Godzilla. Oh, I was going to go the opposite. I was going to say this one is actually really good if it wasn't for those people. Those two people are awful. Oh, they're nowhere near as bad as Godzilla, who looks like he literally has no brain. He <laughs> looks fucking dumb, like, what's going on? What? What? Yeah. Who are you? At least Gigan looks awesome. Gigan looks fucking epic with the lightning and yeah. the fucking uh, background. Oh, God, so good. Even I, the I lightning like... reflection on his eye looks awesome. Yeah, I I adore that, but it's fucked up because they just I don't know why they why do they keep drawing Godzilla like he's just a standard fucking T Rex. I know. Uh, um. All right, Godzilla versus Megalon. Um. <laughs> um. Uh, I'm sorry. All I can do is laugh. Okay. Um. They tried to do. Comment. <laughs> they try to do a mushroom head for Godzilla, yeah, like an atomic cloud. mushroom cloud. Yeah. It did not work. <laughs> uh, it looks awful. Um, Jet yeah. Jaguar doesn't look like Jet Jaguar, but instead looks like he's wearing clothes in a wrestling ring. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the proportions of Gigan, I still can't figure out. Uh, and Megalon looks like... Oh, wow, Gigan's arms are way too big. Yes, like, <laughs> what the fuck is going on there? I, like, and then look at uh, Megalon's horn. Look how tall that motherfucker is. It looks like a hand. <laughs> yes, like, I'm like, but here's the other thing. Okay, look at Megalon's head. Uh-huh. His other two horns, his other two antenna aren't there. Oh, yeah, you're right. So that's a fuck up by whoever designed this. Yeah. Uh, also, Gigan looks like he has uh, lady wrestler legs. Uh, yeah, I can see that. So, yeah, not a, not a fan. Uh, no. uh, this one I do like because it reminds me of the IDW comic book style, and I actually want to look mm. and see if the guy who did this one is, did work for IDW because um, it's Godzilla versus Mega Godzilla, and it 100% looks like it's out of the IDW uh, Godzilla comic book series. Yeah, this looks really nice. This this might be my favorite. Like, I'm really impressed with this one. This is this is what I would have more preferred to seen if they were gonna go this route. To do a more like 
what looks like it could have been a shot from the movie, but done in like a comic book style. I would. This is what I would have liked to seen. It, besides, because for the most part, all of these look like fucking fan posters made on on DeviantArt. Yep. So all right, we go to the last one. Terra Mechagodzilla, and it went <sighs> wow. full on like we're every every pink this, and color design from this whole set is in this so whoever made this is a fan of the 1966 batman show that is ridiculous with all the sound effects yeah of, and, uh, spelled and, out oh. and not one fucking screonk not yeah. one <laughs> good point and what the fuck is zerzol 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 uh, zerzol <laughs> cop Piao, Pai, Pawa, Pawa, Pawi, Boochie, Booch, Booch, uh, Bobbity, Gaga, Go, Kaba. Is this a fucking like? Did Jonathan Davis from Corn do these? <laughs> Boochie, Boochie, ja. <laughs> is this a, a lead into a, a fucking Kid Rock song from the fucking late nineties? Are we about? Is Godzilla about to ball with the ball to bang to bang diggy 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 try the boogie to I shot the boogie? Because that's what it seems like to me. Clearly, he's about to tinkle D to tinkle. Yeah, and uh, Titanosaurus looks like he's just fucking asleep. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yes he does. Uh, Godzilla doesn't look bad. Mechagodzilla doesn't look bad. But and the Burning City doesn't look bad. And but this one is so like this is definitely comic book. It's too busy. Yeah, yeah, way too fucking big. If you would have taken all the words off, I think it would have been a little bit better. A little bit, yeah. Maybe had Titanosaurus awake. That would have been cool. <laughs> Looking up, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, oh, I yeah. don't know. So, I, But I've got to say, I, I am not a fan of the artwork, the covers. I could scrap all the artwork and just stick uh, on the what used to be Filmstruck, now it's Criterion Channel, their streaming service. On mm -hmm. there, the covers that they had been using were just like screenshots from the movie nice. that they just added, you know, the name of the movie and Criterion channel. I wish they would have kept that. Yeah. It would have been a little boring, but you know what? At least it would have been faithful to the movies and it would have been faithful to what you think of when you think Criterion. Yes. Um, in fact, the biggest thing I've seen is people complaining about this artwork uh, from it using... Heisei Godzilla a lot elements from Millennium Godzilla um, I'm still pissed about the missing antennae for Megalon how dare they uh, that movie is 100% classic but uh, something me and uh, Venom are going to link up on Venom yes. an episode of Mystery Science Theater 3000 is officially a movie that is in a Criterion collection yes. twice Godzilla vs. Sea Monster and Godzilla vs. Megalon were done on Mystery Science Theater 3000. And for the first time ever, they are now movies that are put out by Criterion. Go figure. So th <laughs> that is fucking epic. Um, but yeah, that's our overview of the Criterion set for everything that we know as of that I could find out by Sunday, July 28th. Uh, what's the release date for this? October 29th? I think so. I, I just had the tab open too, and I closed it when we were done talking about the posters. Uh, I think it's October 29th. October, yeah, uh, you are correct. October 29th. Bam, suck it. Um, <laughs> so at, when this Blu-ray comes out, of course, we will give you, you know, for I, I know I'm buying it. I'm almost positive Derek's gonna buy it. Yeah. Uh, Derek buys fucking everything. Uh, mm -hmm. he, he literally bought like a special edition of zombie, uh, by Lucio Fulci because it came with a plate of zombie spaghetti with black, bad word placement. Um, <laughs> so we'll give you more. Cause as of right now, we do not have screenshots. Yeah. We do not actually have any screenshots to compare anything with. So we will have to kind of wait. And as more information comes out, of course we will cover it, uh, on underwater kaiju from outer space um oh as a bonus uh everyone we'll go ahead and tell you what the next godzilla movie we're covering uh which we should be doing in august uh and that is going to be ebra horror of the deep of course we are doing the americanized version which is 
Godzilla versus the Sea Monster, which came on a lot back in the day on the Sci-Fi Channel, and of course was on Mystery Science Theater 3000. So, with that being said, uh, any parting words for y'all for this box set, uh, Venom? Um, good purchase if you don't already have a bunch of the Godzilla movies already. If you're a fan of pop art. Um, or maybe you've got them all on DVD and are looking to upgrade them all at once, then yes, I would say it's a valid purchase. But if you're like me, where you already own 11 of the 15 originals on Blu-ray on a you know decent transfer, I mean, they're not perfect, but I mean, I don't have any major complaints about it. Uh, I'm going to say I'm going to wait for a 4K release. Fair enough, Don? Yeah, like I said earlier, if uh, you were able to include everything that came in the century in the uh, media classic the media. early classic media if you would have included that with the original releases that we know about now this would be the greatest box set in the history of mankind <laughs> yeah not only that like also if they could have if they could have partnered with with uh Com- Kraken, competent artists uh yeah i was going to say <laughs> uh no if they could have d- done a bit more legwork to get you know Every version of these movies, because to be fair, a lot of these movies have like three different dubs. Yeah. Um, you For, know, um, like you said earlier, to work out a licensing deal to actually have the Mystery Science Theater three thousand versions on the set. Oh no, that'll never happen. Toho <laughs> has pretty much put an axe in that and was like, "No, you will never fucking do." Because Mystery Science Theater was never supposed to do those to begin with. They actually didn't have the rights to them. They thought they did. They bought it off someone only to find out that Toho never gave that person the rights. Well, it was sci-fi. The sci-fi channel had those and they were constantly airing them. So when Mystery Science Theater, because it was the same thing for when Mystery Science Theater was on the comedy channel, uh, which, you know, was Comedy Central when it first came out. They would basically do movies that were owned by or or that that they held the license for. And it was the same thing when they went over to the sci-fi channel they basically would just look through the vaults and look for stuff that they actually owned. That's why when when Mystery Science Theater moved over to sci-fi, they started doing more stuff like the cave dwellers and, um, you know, more of the sword and sandal type stuff because that's what sci-fi had a lot of. All, all the Hercules movies, stuff like that. So, Yeah, so because uh, there was a box set that had Godzilla vs. Megalon on it. I think it was uh, volume 10. It is 10. I have it. <laughs> and it got, it's, yeah, it's very expensive. It got recalled because it shouldn't have had that. And that movie got replaced with a giant Gila monster. And there's like, I don't know, somewhere like somewhere between like six to 10 mystery science theater episodes that will never make it to yep. DVD because of rights issues. Uh, and this is included. And I'm fine with that. I, I like, I, I have a bootleg DVD that's got the two mystery science theater Godzilla movies on there. So I'm good, but nice. I wish they would have like actually put in the legwork to add more. But I guess at the end of the day, if they would have done that, we will probably be looking at a $300 to $350 box set. And at that price point, maybe a lot of people would have been fucking put out. Yeah. So I, I mean, I, it's, it's not going to sell as much if you put it at that price point, but the hardcore fans like us are going to be more willing to spend that amount. If you give us all the content that we're looking for and some new stuff too. Yeah. And that's the other yeah. thing is, uh, why they couldn't do a commentary, a new commentary for each of these movies using some of the popular film and stories like Steve Rifle, uh, David Collette, Edgar, say the name again, Don? Godzilla Chesky. Exactly. Uh, and August Ramon, I don't know. Uh, these people could have easily done it. Hell, they probably could have reached out to some of the better uh, kaiju podcasts and maybe got them to do fan commentaries. But I have heard... That uh, when it comes to commentaries, Toho is extremely strict with with them. So mm. it probably was more of an issue on Toho's side than it was Criterion's side. Oh, definitely. Because yeah. um, there was there was supposed to be a commentary, and I can't remember for what Godzilla movie, uh, that was recorded, but to this day has never been released by Steve Rifle and uh, Ed. Megalon. Uh, no, nope, nope. that got that got accidentally released. This one was made and has never heard been ever heard ever because uh, they talked oh, about um, it. Um, was it 85? Uh, apparently <clears throat> someone believes that. 
someone's <laughs> got an audience. Uh, I I legit am, I cannot remember. Um, I would have to look it up. Um, but Toho completely nixed it. But like the Godzilla vs. Megalon, you can find that commentary on YouTube. Um, and like I said, there is technically a DVD release of it that wasn't supposed to be, but is. Uh, in fact, I have that DVD. I I was one of the lucky few who lucked out and got that. Um, so I just know how strict they are. Toho is with special features and with um, fucking commentaries, and it just kind of pisses me off how Toho treats American Godzilla fans because <laughs> they make it a bitch for us to get stuff we really want. So, mm-hmm. but that's it, guys. We will. Uh, be with you soon to do that. So before we'll go, we'll quickly uh, just, I guess we'll do what we always do at the end of the show and tell everybody what we got out now and what's coming out next for everyone. So uh, Venom, go ahead. Uh, let's see. Latest episode of Fresh Cuts uh, covers the recently released Crawl, uh, the alligator disaster movie that's out in theaters right now. And I would uh, like to say that the uh, review is wonderful. They did a great job covering it. So please go you. listen to that. Awesome. Uh, let's see. On the main show, No More Room in Hell, the latest episode would be the werewolf movies that we did, Dog Soldiers and Ginger Snaps. We will be recording uh, the next episode probably next weekend. Uh, we're going to be doing a pair of early 80s Italian uh, Joe D'Amato films. Wait, um, I thought y'all did that last night. No, postponed. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, long story there, but I'll get into it later. Um, okay. So, yeah, yeah, we'll be recording that hopefully this coming weekend. Uh, Theme Warriors, uh, finally, after almost three months since we recorded an episode, we're going to be getting together next Sunday, August 4th, to finally record our episode on um, underdog stories where the underdogs lose. And uh, let's see. So, you know, stuff like Rocky and Bad News Bears, stuff like that. Um and then the rest of my shows are just kind of, you know, uh, hanging around, waiting for the next episodes to show up. Uh, I made the announcement on all my other shows. I can go ahead and make it here. The horror cast is back. We will be recording a couple of episodes in August, and we're going to be going to a monthly schedule. And you'll start hearing new episodes from us in September. Uh, as far as what network those will be on, we have no idea right now, but I'm sure, you know, I'll have some information in the coming weeks. Okay, fair enough. Um, Don, what you, what you got going on? All right. Um, so far on Horror Mafia, we are waiting on Joey to get his ass out of a cabana to watch the movie. Um, we are still waiting to record the Lords of Salem. Um, we were supposed to have recorded that the Tuesday we recorded um, the last episode of Underwater Kaiju, but he didn't watch the movie and we're still waiting on him to watch the movie, so <laughs> I don't know what's going on with that. Um, so yeah, yeah you uh, output went from like fucking bam, 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 bam to like... <laughs> Barely anything yeah. now. Yeah. Joey's a teacher, though, so he really enjoys his summers. <laughs> I would yeah. want to podcast more in the summer. You like, would. I would want to pod- like if I, I if, like if I'm on vacation from work, like and I'm not going anywhere. Oh yeah, I'm like, who wants to podcast every single day? <laughs> but then again, I don't have kids, so. Yeah, same here. Yep. Yeah, but he has kids and he's still not working, so. Yeah, but. He's enjoying his summer. I mean, we've seen the pictures and heard the stories, so it's not like he's hanging around ignoring us. Because it's the same thing with the Slice and Dice Dreadcast. We haven't recorded an episode in a couple of months now, and we're still waiting for a good time uh, to get together. Because, you know, like I said, Joey's on vacation, so he's he's enjoying himself. And, you know, I don't want to I don't want to mess up anybody's good time, so. You know, that's part of the reason why I'm on seven podcasts is because uh, when one is on, when one or two are on hiatus, I still got four or five going. So I'm, I'm okay. True. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, like I said, until we can wait on Joey to get his ass out of the cabana and watch the movie, um, our next episode is still Lords of Salem. Yeah, you can literally talk as much shit as you want because there's no way in fuck Joey listens to this. <laughs> um, I said my piece. Yeah, um... As for me, we uh, we just released a new episode of Kill the Cast on Videodrome. Yes. Uh, we had a wonderful time. Uh, 
your co-host on No More Room in Hell, Mike Merriman, he messaged me and he goes, your video drum, y'all are like the, y'all are like getting into like the Joe Rogan of podcast, of horror podcasting. What do you mean? What did uh, he mean? I, I don't know. Like he just, he told us, he was like, the way we were talking about Videodrome apparently is very similar. I guess because we were talking about all the mental stuff and the and and that comes along with Videodrome, he just said we were very much like the Joe Rogan experience for hmm. that episode. I don't listen to Joe Rogan experience. I've listened to like one episode that Killer Mike was on, and that's really it. Yeah, I'm um, not a regular listener, but I, I watch the YouTube clips every now and then. I just took it as, oh, well, fuck, uh, it does a very popular podcast, so it's got to be a good compliment. <laughs> yeah, it is a good podcast for whatever it's worth. Um, so we just released Videodrome. Our next two episodes are already planned. The next episode, we will all be picking an episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark to review. Uh, this is an episode idea picked out by Jay. And then after that, we do an episode idea picked out for me, which will be the end of the summer episode we will be doing a horror coliseum Woo! where we we are we are tackling the most controversial, biggest question of all horror movies ever. <laughs> I am finally going to prove to everyone that Jaws: The Revenge is better than Jaws 3D. So I am oh. not fucking kidding. That that's is a- that's what we're doing. Jaws: The Revenge is going to whip Jaws 3D's ass in the horror coliseum, and I can't wait for people to fucking admit it. <laughs> I don't think that's that difficult an argument. No, most people say Jaws of Revenge is the worst movie of all time, so everyone says Jaws 3D is better, and I'm like, it's not. Jaws of Revenge is better than Jaws 3D. I mean, J- the revenge takes itself a little bit more seriously. Jaws 3D is literally a schlock fest. Yeah, but no, but everyone's like, oh, psychic shark. <laughs> Fuck out of here. Just go- It's missing the voodoo subplot that was in the book. Yeah, exactly. The novelization of Jaws of Revenge, not the book by Peter Benchley, just on. Oh, okay. okay. Um, uh, <laughs> other than that, um, you know what, Venom? Should What's we up? announce to the world? Should we give birth right now? I don't know. Is it, is, it, is it too early? Are we being a I don't think pre- it's too premature early. like we usually are? <laughs> uh, that's immature, not pre- oh. oh, wait, you're talking about in the bed. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, <laughs> I've heard I've heard the stories. Uh, yeah, unfortunately, she fucking tells everyone. I quit telling her not to. Um, <laughs> me and Venom, you know what? We're going to do it, Venom. We're going we're gonna to put it out there. So here you go. Me and Venom have been working on an idea that um, is something that it, we, we're both very interested in. In fact, Venom used to be on a podcast that covered this that died speaking of prematurely mm-hmm. uh died after what two episodes yeah sadly um so we decided to come together and say fuck it we're gonna do it uh so right now i'm going to give you that information the subject matter paranormal and occult the name cult unknown the <laughs> format we are going to take a movie that deals with some kind of cryptozoology, paranormal, alien, UFO, or and or occult stuff. Then we are each going to pick a real-life story. Uh, by real life, we just mean someone out there swears that this is true. Mm-hmm. We're not saying it's true. Uh, but we are each going to pick a story, and then we are going to bring the story to each other so we can each have a – we can react to each other's story. <laughs> and that is going to be the format. So we hope you join us in Cult Unknown. We we hope to have our first episode out um, in August. We do have our first uh, topic picked, first movie picked. Um, we're just on the second half, which is you know the research part because uh, yep. these this is a show that's going to require way more research than normal. Oh, yeah. Like the week of recording, like I'm gonna have to live in the world of whatever that subject is. <laughs> um, because God knows that there's so fucking much you can do. So join uh, Venom and I as your cult leaders as we adventure into the unknown world of cult unknown. Love it. I'm glad we've been talking about this for months and yeah. like kind of like chipping away at like what we wanted to do, what the name was going to be, what was going to be the format. Um and we've just been taking it kind of slow, kind of like we weren't in a rush to get it done because we both had enough shit to do. <laughs> and then we were kind of like, we need to make this happen. And then like literally I was sitting there like listening to um, the crawl. Are you, was either the 
crawl review or the werewolf episode for no more room in hell mm-hmm. uh and i was getting towards the end of it and i was like god me and i gotta get with venom we gotta we gotta like pick our first subject um and then as soon as i thought that venom was like and i've got a secret project with jerry <laughs> and i was like oh shit it's time to go so <laughs> hopefully we will have that out in august um yes uh give us a few episodes to kind of you know nail down exactly what we're doing uh this is a bit harder than just a standard movie review because we are dealing with stuff that is all mostly he said she said yes uh but we will you know of course give our personal opinions on everything based off our own knowledge and what we know we are not experts but we hope to learn even more and we hope you come and join us as we learn Mm-hmm. So with that being said, um, that's it. That's all we got. Um, oh, fuck. Uh, check out uh, the podcast under the stairs. Uh, summer top 10 series. They're doing the 90s. Uh, every year has officially been recorded because we recorded 1999 today. Um, I'm on episode 98 and 99. So uh, fucking check those out. It's great. You'll hear me get pissed off in 98. Um, and you'll hear me uh, plot my revenge in 99. <laughs> so uh, check those out when those come out. The, my episodes, you know, won't come out till like late August, early September, unfortunately. But keep up with it all because it's. I listened to the 1990 episode and it's really good. And of course, Don is on there also. He's a part of the uh, what's it called? The Adjudicators. I think that's how they spell it. I've never actually heard the word before. Duncan used it, yeah. but. I thought yeah. it was a Scottish word at first. That's why I'm saying is like, what the fuck is this? Like, what am I supposed to be doing? Because I've never heard the term before. I mean, I don't play a lawyer on, on TV, so I don't know what that term means. So I had initially assumed it was a Scottish slang, slang for <laughs> like mediator. Yeah, so basically what Don does is after we uh, whittle our movies down from 10 to 2, we give it to him, and uh, he is joined by two other people. And they kind of overlook it and go, nope, y'all made a mistake. Get this out. Put this in. Then that goes to the uh, group of the host for all of the episodes. And um, everyone will get to vote uh, to see if uh, what the original podcast said or the adjudicator said. Um so it kind of goes up and uh, uh, up and down with it. It's very, very fucking cool. It's very interesting. It's one of the funnest projects I've been a part of. So uh, check that out. It is fucking awesome. Um, also, if you listen to the Videodrome episode, you will hear me talk about um, a new thing I'm working on, which is uh, also a roundtable debate, which is going to be the Midnight Horror Debate. <laughs> um, because, I don't know, it, Jay seemed to like that. Jay and Kenneth liked that more than uh, Roundtable of the Dead, which I guess Roundtable <laughs> of the Dead does sound kind of fucking generic. But so That's does true. Midnight Horror Debate. But Midnight Horror Debate kind of sounds like an Are You Afraid of the Dark thing. Uh, <laughs> and of course, when I officially get that up and running, you will see people like Don, you will see people like Venom uh, come on to debate. Uh, and it is going to be great. I'm working in tweaking format right now. So, uh,. Hopefully, maybe September, you'll see something come from that. But uh, that's it. Make sure you check out fucking everyone's here podcast. Make sure you check out uh, everything we've got going on. And uh, one final note, just because he's missing doesn't mean we can't plug his shit. Um, <laughs> Cinema Attack by Derek. And oh, Say yeah, and, Discussions. Yeah, Say yeah. Discussions just did the piano game. Or the crying game, not the piano game. The crying game. Yeah, which is so the, the drama? It's, it's the legit drama version of Sleepaway Camp. Yes. Yeah. So uh, just because he's not here doesn't mean we can't pimp his shit. So yeah, yeah um, Cinema Attack for Derek and uh, its sideshow celluloid discussions. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you can also still hear him on No More Room in Hell with Mike and myself. Yeah, even though he shows up late sometimes. Ah, yeah, when he shows up. I had to. I had to make fun of him. Uh, <laughs> so uh, yep. Check out Derek's stuff. We sure do love him. Thank you, Dom, for for plugging that in there. Um, With that being said, we are fucking out of here. Uh, Thank you for enjoying our visions for Monsterland today, which is product-based criteria. Maybe you hook us up, even though we talked a lot of shit about the art you chose. Um, (laughs) But we're just going to blame Toho, right? Yes. Okay. 
we're fucking out of here. We love you guys. We will see you next time as we uh, go uh, to the South Sea and party in some islands. Uh, it's going to be a good fucking time. And uh, we love you all. Uh, Screonk, as Don likes to say. Adios. If you enjoyed this show, then make sure you check out the other great shows on the Legion Podcast Network, like Cinema PsyOps, Cinema Beef, Devour the Podcasts, Duncan and Bo Come Correct, Exploding Heads Horror Movie Podcast, Friday the 13th, Get Slayed, The Hell Ming Power Hour, Hello, This is the Doom Show, Hero Hero Ghost Show, Kill the Cast, Underwater Kaiju from Outer Space, Jerry Hates Action, Legion After Dark, Metal Health, Obsessive Cinema, Discourse, Pick Six Movies, The Podcast by the Cemetery, The Podcast on Haunted Hill, The Psycho Semantic Podcast, Rick Radio, House of Wax, Dude Looks Like the 80s, Rabbit and Red Radio, The Shadecast, Short Bus Cinema, Two Drink Minimum Commentaries, The VD Clinic, Who Will Survive Horror Podcast, and Which Versus the Doomsday Clock. With such a widespread of shows, there is guaranteed to be a niche for you to fall in love with. Horror, politics, movies, books, sex, music, commentaries, health, video games, kaiju, action, news, comedy, and opinions that would most likely get you killed in some parts of the world. We are proud to bring you some of the best podcasting in the world. Check us out at www.legionpodcast.com, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, and any other dark corner of the internet where podcasts can be found.